This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. In peace, may you leave this shore. In love, may you find the next. See the passage on your travels until our right journey to the ground. May we meet again. Meet again. I'm waking up. To ash and dust, I wipe my brow and I sweat my wraps. I'm breathing in the chemicals. I'm breaking in, shaping up and checking out on the prison bars. This is it, the apocalypse. I feel it in my bones enough to make my systems work. Welcome to the new age, to the new age. Welcome to the new age. Oh, radioactive, radioactive. Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. This is Brian here with Kyle, Luke, Kathleen, and Jimmy. We are back for the final time with our coverage of The 100. We got the whole 100 squad here talking series finale today. <laughs> Tears in the chat, guys. <laughs> Tears in the chat for sure. Uh, RT if you cry. That was a lot. The Last War it lived up to the hype, the in my house. opinion. Which well, the said? episode's called The Last One. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grow up. It was awesome. We got some <laughs> unexpected deaths. We got some insane conclusions that we did not think we were going to end up getting. But all in all, I thought it was one of the best episodes of the season. They really uh, cranked oh, the sci-fi up to 100, didn't yep. they? This fucking yeah, they... season. I mean... Think about it. Prior to this season, everything was more like, okay, we're in the future. Moving to different planets, space travel, like that seems futuristic. This was like fucking sci-fi. This is magic and heaven and beams of light. So yeah, yeah, it's a little weird when you're thinking about it in from where we came from in the first five, maybe six seasons. But when you're looking at it through the lens of this last season and we already had to accept that sci-fi was going to be insane for mm-hmm. season seven. That's when I am allowing myself to love this episode. Yeah, I mean, Kathleen said it best. I said it last episode. I think they wrote themselves into the corner with the supernatural stuff. And not that I agree with any of the transcendent stuff. I think that they chose the best way to end it. And I was happy with it. So I think what they did well is once Bill was introduced and he started talking about cult transcendence, we knew that this this sci-fi content was a possibility, but they did a good job of the entire season leaving us guessing whether or not that was going to be the reality, whether that was the actual end game. So since episode one, I think we all understood that if they were going the transcendence route, this was going to turn super sci-fi yep. real quick. 
it really started to get turned on once we saw the glowy Groots in the Etheria Glowy Groots, yeah. <laughs> and it kind of confirmed it. But yeah, super sci-fi, but... I See, the that. issue with that is we, not just us, but like the whole fandom has been debating if that was a simulation or not and if that was real. So that's why we didn't take it at face value and assume that we were going this deep into sci-fi because we always thought that there was a chance that that wasn't real and Bellamy yeah. was just seeing things. I don't want to say we weren't ready for that ending because we were and we saw the glowy lights in the past, but I didn't think it was real until I was seeing it happen. Why don't you take us to the poll? Okay. Yeah, let's go to the poll. Yeah, let's. Well, like always, every single week we ask you guys what you thought of the episode, and this was the series finale. So our last poll, we had loved it, great ending, fifty-two percent. It was okay, twenty-three percent, and not what I wanted, twenty-five percent. Uh, this fandom is always so split. There was no way they were ever going to get a finale out there that made everyone happy. But I, I and Luke can contest this. I've been walking around like a ghost all day. I'm fucking upset. I've watched it a million times. I loved the episode. Loved it to death. I, I am so happy that they just ended on a good note. That's all I really wanted for them was to be happy and they're going to be. So that's fine. I always get so depressed at the end of my show. So I'm just like so fucking sad. But hype to just get into the episode if- i loved it how about that you was i voted the same way i loved it yeah. yep me too yeah I, I didn't vote but i would have voted that i loved it cool. and there's like you know there's little things that i mean we like to nitpick over things with the guns going through the anomaly and if this is mm-hmm. realistic or not at the end when the episode ended i was like wow that was really good I just thought it was humorous because like all those episodes ago, we were nitpicking the guns through the portals and literally this episode, an entire army fully decked out with guns <laughs> came through the portal like shields wow. and stuff. And we spent 10 minutes talking about yep. those freaking guns. They wasted the time writing that dialogue then. That's because we care. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it is because we care. I put I loved it too. I, I really do think that it was the best case scenario based on how they wrote the entire season. Bunch right, of lovers get, in here. Yeah, let's get into it because we'll be able to actually talk through the scenes and say what we liked and may not have liked throughout the episode. All right, so our first opening scene is directly after last episode. We're seeing Amori just arriving on Sanctum on the gurney being pushed by Jackson and Murphy. Really intense. Good directing by Jason, honestly. Great. I loved so many shots in this episode. We always praise Richard Harmon as being the best, and he was the best in this scene. He just How he shows emotion when it's connected to Amori's character is always hands down like scene stealer. And that got you going right away with the tears, man, with Richard freaking. Oh, my God. He is phenomenal. Yeah, so good. Yep. I'm so glad that all of his scenes were really Amori based because he's been the hero all season. And I think that he, him and Amori really are the heart and just let them have it. I'm glad that at the end it was Murphy, Clark and Ravens. I'm like, these are the three heroes without Octavia. Mm-hmm. Those are our four main characters now. I loved it. I loved every Murphy scene. And we talked about it last episode how we did recently interview Sachin Sahil who plays Dr. Jackson and one of the things that we've been holding on to is he said that his favorite personal episode for Dr. Jackson the character was coming up and this was like three or four episodes ago and we assumed it was last episode but after this one it was definitely the finale think, Jackson was great I think we assumed it was the last three every single time because sure. Jackson had some great stuff every single time for the last three episodes but yeah I mean that whole sequence with Jackson Murphy Raven and Amori was so good you know, Into so Miller also coming in and playing Into Miller later. coming in Fantastic. So so good. Get that Raven uh, used that defibrillator on herself line, which Mm -hmm. I love. That was such an insane storyline for Raven that she had to go in that tank and defibrillate. 
defibrillate herself, yep, whatever. It's, it's rubber. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also really funny, too, because sometimes you forget that Jackson and some of them were in the bunker while she had to do that. So they don't even know unless they like had some small talk at some point in the last two seasons. Hey, I defibrillated myself, but they yeah. had no idea. I love the directing on the scene when Murphy's telling Raven to go, go to Sanctum or, or go to Bardo after Maddie helped stop Cadigan. And then it pans on Lindsay Morgan's face and then it slow-mo walks her out right into Cadigan and it is dope. Mm, like, yeah, that was really nice. Right when we see Cadigan, he's got an escort of like seven, eight yeah. Bardoans or disciples taking him to the stone room because he's obviously got Maddie's code. He's going to go right to Judgment Day and take the test. And as he's walking in there, we flash over to Clark, Octavia, and Levitt in the elevator who are also going for the same room because Clark's trying to get her, quote-unquote, justice. Yeah. I like to say revenge, but justice. That's fine, too. And Clark, I might be talking hyperbolic here, but I thought this was the most badass Clark scene yep. of the entire series. I don't series? Know. Wow. I would agree. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, it was Terminator Clark. Dude, you should she, have been with she, us live. We were like, oh. It was Shit. ruthless. It was ruthless, Clark. And she, there was no other thought in her mind than getting through this whole way. Chucks the nades and just no look. Double pistols, Deadpool style, out. just fucking everybody up. Not even, oh my God. It was that awesome. Was so Terminator awesome. Clark. You can't watch this episode and be like, she's not that bad. It's like she was at her peak, Darth Clark, this episode. She's mm. one track minded. <laughs> there was no way she was going to pass the test at this point. Yeah, she was double tapping motherfuckers too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she was. And after yeah. Clark pretty much clears out the whole hallway and they're getting closer to the stone room, Octavia goes down and picks up a, a nice badass sword, um, yeah. oh, yeah. style sword. Convenient. Well, we yeah. can't skip these Levitt lines because it's so good. Levitt has that line, well, maybe we don't deserve to transcend because he's watching Clark about to just fuck people. Mm-hmm. I was like, more killing? Jesus, dude. That's your answer? And then Octavia says, that's what we do. Yeah, yeah true that. What is that, Juan Hayden and Sky Ripper? Yeah, really. what a good tag team. Yeet. Oh, and that, that Kathleen, thanks, uh, thanks for rubbing it in that I didn't get to watch live with you guys. Sorry. We tried. Sorry. We tried. I know. Best, man. Yeah. So drank. So that drank. was never going to work. Yeah. <laughs> it was worth was the like, shot, bro. It's just a white light. Speaking yeah, we, of white light. Yeah, we ready to jump full <laughs> sci-fi? Yeah. Let's go full sci-fi. to get sci-fi. a new realm right here. They see the white light. It's Cadigan in the test, which I think is so cool. I love the test. I like the purple lighting, the fact that it should transform into wherever your mind should take it, which I'm kind of upset it didn't morph for Clark because mm-hmm. I would have liked to see where that would have gone. But they're at a pier. Cadigan at this yeah, point. Yeah, just Cadigan at the pier. And <laughs> I made them pause so I could take a picture of the pier and the like carvings. I thought it was going to mean something, but of course, it's just a stupid pier. And then you see Callie, and she is not Callie, but I thought this actress is incredible and amazing marketing for the prequel. <laughs> I was <laughs> very so excited good. that she was back. We're going to be calling this entity something different, I'm sure, every five minutes. Entity alien, because it kind of is both. But what the entity that is Callie now tells Cadigan is that the test taker is what determines who the, the form of, her, of the test giver is. And it's always going to be the greatest teacher or the greatest failure of the person taking the test. Mm-hmm. We, can or, just call, we can just call them the, the judge. Love. 
the judge or the greatest yeah, love. Yeah, yeah, she said for an emotional species. Yeah, exactly. Greatest love. Yeah, I loved these tears in Cadigan's eyes when he's looking at her, and then he finally is like, "You're not her." But before he realizes it, those tears are good. Yeah, and she has a great line where it's like she lists out the forms. Uh, that they can take for the person. And she says something like, and I guess it's, you know, all three for you. And I like that. Cause I mean, the, his relationship with Callie obviously is very rocky and complicated and just all over the place. And I thought that was a really good way to sum it up, like a really poetic way rather to sum it up. Yeah. I want to shout out the music in this episode too, because not only like the scored music and then also the songs they put in are all really well done, really hit you in the feels. No I radioactive though. No radioactive. I would have liked some radioactive yeah, in the last scene. Cool the I'm end. waking up. <laughs> so the judge is what causes Bill to realize that Jordan and the people of Earth were right about this, not being the last war. Katakin kind of just accepts it without any hesitation, as he should, because he's looking at an alien that's transforming the setting and stuff. But It's an epic moment. For it doesn't, that music and him saying, so they were right, yeah. was epic. That's, he just accepts it and moves on. He didn't seem disappointed either. He just kind of, he was almost smiling like, ah, yeah, look at that. That's funny. It's just a thing, you know? It What's was similar to his reaction to when Maddie said it. He was just like, okay, I'm fine. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. And that's the best case scenario. But this brings me to a gripe that I've had, and we've been talking about it off pod a lot, of why Becca reacted the way she did when she came out of the test in the in the backdoor pilot episode. Because it's easy to know the words she says, because it all makes sense, the dialogue, how she was saying that no one's ready, especially not you. But the way she was physically looking and her emotions did not match up with anything we saw this episode. So you don't know what form it took for Becca. We can just assume it was something like her worst failure. Yeah. Her biggest be, yeah. failure. And they could have been, I mean, yeah, it doesn't always have to be your daughter. Well, okay. She, she would have seen Allie then. Probably. And maybe the backdrop That's a great would be point, the freaking nukes going off on Earth while she's on Polaris. Is yeah. that the name of this station? Yeah. yeah. You know, I was thinking about this too, Luke. She goes into the white light not knowing anything that's going to happen. So you're walking into this white light not knowing it's a test, not knowing if it's a war, and all of a sudden you're seeing Allie, your failure, whatever it is, they're telling you, hey, you're taking this test, and if you fail, all mankind, all humankind is destroyed. So I, I guess now I could see it. Yeah, she knows the shit show that humans are. Say it was Allie being like, are you ready to take the test to the entire fate of the universe, the humankind? It's, mm, no, yeah. I reject. So that's we get that information. Becca refused the test. And then the judge, Callie, says, if you do pass, you'll join our consciousness. Conscience. Conscious, consciousness. Consciousness. Wow. <laughs> and become infinite. Which I liked because infinite, that's nice. And I don't think it has anything to do with the infinity symbol, but I still liked it. Conversely, if they don't like the answers, then the gem nine's gonna infect you and your whole species is turned to crystal, like infinite or countless others before you. The stakes are high here, which we know. Oh, big time. And I would have loved so she says the first question is about love. Very few species have been giving this gift, and yet you're willing to give it away for the chance to take this test, whatever whatever the line was. And I would have loved to hear his answer. Mm -hmm. She says, why? And I would have loved to hear it, but... As that's going on, we get a bullet right through the back of Bill's fucking head. And and the blood on Callie's face. Anytime I bring up Game of Thrones, I'm always talking about it negatively, but that is very similar to prime game of thrones early game of thrones where not you're not just killing people for shock factor but it also it just makes the i don't know what what am i getting at here it's just how game of thrones did it early on 
and why it became so popular is exactly how this death felt. It was just so fucking like unexpected. Well, that's how the hundred used to be. It used it to be. It was Wells, Charlotte, yeah. all right away, like bang, bang, bang. You're like, damn, this show Even, is like, savage. They don't care. Thin, like never this. expected. Yeah. All the good ones uh, from early. Yeah, episodes. I think what you're trying to say, Luke, you know, Clark's coming. We know Clark's coming and, and you would think, oh, the, the protagonist is going to come in and, and interrupt and try to stop it and this mm-hmm. and that. But she just blows his freaking brains out. And you're and you and that's not like you said, it's not out of nowhere in a way where it doesn't make sense because she's Terminator Clark right now. Yeah. And he freaking, quote unquote, turned Maddie into dead, not dead, but worse than dead, I guess, if you want to say that. We got to talk about pencils down (laughs) so insane (laughs) that's such an insane line i hate every second of it (laughs) who wrote that pencils down and it sucks because she yeah she puts the bullet right through the back of his head and he's laying there on the pier and callie's just standing there basically watching this happen clark clark's not acknowledging callie yet and just pops like four more shots into bill's back and then looks up i'm like jesus christ so she, badass. She looks it. up and she says, get the flock out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. I would have turned it worse. off. But this, this that, is the last. This is commercial. Cut mm-hmm. to commercial. But when we come back, we're back in the bunker on Earth. They're trying to get to Nyla and Echo. But it's interesting because they're not sure. They're who all kind of confused who it is. And I didn't even clock that the people that were closed in in the three different sections wouldn't know where the other sections were, which yeah. I like. That's good because they're not sure who it is. I love that they say guy is on a hunt. The Gaia bad stunt double at the end, I can't stop I thinking know, about I it. Know. It's so blatantly not Gaia at the end. It makes me laugh so much. <laughs> it's incredible. And so this is when Jordan offers to go find Gaia because they ran out of water. And as he's leaving, he gets a quick glimpse of Hope in the room sitting on like a throne. Blood Rain is Blood throne. Rain is yeah, throne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Auntie O's throne. And, you know, so he, has to, he has to stop in when he sees Hope in there, right? I know. And this is a great scene. So basically, Jordan goes in and he's saying, what are friends for? And she like closes the door. It's such a classic. Turns around, can friends do this? And kisses him for the first time. We called that on the Shelby Where did she learn that game? I know. We're not it was cute. It was a cute moment. It was just awkward. I know. It's not her fault. Like we it. say, she only, she only knows four people. There's four people she's basically related to. So how is she going to learn how to kiss? I was dying for that moment, though. I love it. It's perfect. And right before they were about to bang is when we hear the... (laughs) (laughs) We're just going straight for it. (laughs) Yeah. uh, We hear the anomaly bridge open up and Hope jumps up right away. They're back. And what we find out is they kind of fake it out with just criminals with weapons rolling through. But then, of course, our hero Raven walks through, saving the day as always. Yeah, I wrote that it was anomaly cock block. I had a question because Raven says... Jordan... Jordan gets cock blocked 24 yeah, 7 when it comes to When Jordan drops the canteen, I LOL. Yeah. That's so cute. When he when he first picks it up though, and he's talking to Indra, and Indra's like, whatever, she's uh guys out on the hunt, and he's like, all right, I'll go get the water. And then he just like kind of slap. Yeah, he like sits her on the knee. I was like, all right, Jordan, feeling at home. He's like, it was a tough punch, too. Yeah, I was like, I you don't just hit Indra it. like that. But you're right. So when Nikki Bang Bang walked through, I I hate to say it, but the the room groaned last night when Nick when Nikki said that's what Hatch would do. Everyone in the room groaned. Yeah, because that's just not consistent. We've been talking about that with her character since she let Raven go. Yeah, so. she's one of my least favorite parts of the episode. I just think that they just decided to write her one way and change that completely up off of Raven's apology where she wanted to die, and that was enough to change Nikki's whole murderous rampage to get revenge for her husband. That just didn't. I've 
I feel like all they needed to do was have Raven go to Sanctum and pick up one of those big ass laser guns without any of the other guys coming in with her. But well, they all ended up going to Bardo too. It makes sense, and it's funny. I groaned as well. I was like laughing as well, but I loved it because we love Nikki Bang Bang, and I'm such a oh. loyalist that I'm like, this is the last episode. Sure, let's change her entire tune that she's been singing. I don't care. As long as everyone ends up happy, but that's why sometimes I'm weirdly biased and I shouldn't be critiquing shows. <laughs> I love everything. It's all but we good. We do get another Hatch name drop. It's what Hatch would do. It's lame. We didn't like it, but whatever. It is what it is. Raven fills everybody else up to speed. She says, I'm coming from Sanctum. Jackson's there with Murphy and Amori. If I'm Indra and like everybody else, you've got to be thinking to yourself, how the hell did you get there? They found this stone that was like, unfindable to get there and that's the only way they kind of established that this stone was completely people had been living in this bunker for years and years and years nobody ever found it indra jordan and hope are just chilling in the rotunda room literally digging by hands to try and get their friends out the same friend they're trying to save from under miles of rubble comes through the portal says nah we're already on sanctum wait jackson's helping a more yeah they think that raven's in the other room yeah they literally think because I don't know. And it's I not totally even, get it. You yeah, meant that it's not even oh, worse somehow saying, they found like, the stone. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, right. They were okay. literally thinking totally. the only chance these people ever have is us digging by hand to yeah. get them out. And Raven just pops out of the portal. No. Yeah. So when Raven comes in to save the day, as per usual, they're all kind of catching each other up on what they know about everyone else's whereabouts. So it's I like that. I I wouldn't even think that they're all confused about where they are because, of course, we all know. A little bit of exposition for you. But this is where Hope is super smart. And says that they need a distraction, not a fight. And Jordan's talking about like the energy weapons and they're coming up with an idea. Yeah, they're being they're planning out their strategy. And I thought Miller did a good job because he's always a good voice of reason in mm-hmm. these kind of meetings, even earlier in season five and six. Anytime they're just talking, he's always there next to Octavia, whether it be in the bunker or whatever it is. And he's always giving good advice. He was he's asking the right questions. I just like to point that out because Miller's He's a, he's a professional right-hand man. Yeah, yeah he's a great say? soldier. He said something like, we still haven't come up with a plan that doesn't end with all of us dead. And that's the truth. Andrew was trying to be aggressive. She says, let's get one crew. They have an army. We need our one crew mm-hmm. army. Shade Hate is gone. They'll listen to us. Miller is a good voice of reason. Yeah, yeah well said. He's basically like, yeah, he's just a top-tier strategist for our guys, our squad. But Hope vouches for Jordan. Yeah, I got that right. Hope vouches for Jordan says, I think Jordan was just about to give us the plan. And he says, oh, yeah, it would be one that would make my father proud. With so a good. Smile. They cannot help but keep going back. to my- So Tony watches is this recap. I wa- and she was like, I forgot Harper was just an egg donor. Like it takes two, bitch. If you're going to keep like saying Monty's name, say Harper's name, too. That is so true. They really That's like so- a whole paragraph worth of it. Yeah, they need to bring up Harper more. That's a really good point. Season two, she got put through the ringer at Mount Weather. She was like one of the first people that got taken out for the blood stuff. I just finished season two, so I'm going to keep talking about it. (laughs) Season season. two is the goat. Oh, God, it's great. Okay, so we do free up Nyla and Echo here. Love that Hope and Echo reunion. He just comes in and says, look who I found. It was a reasonable way to solve that issue. Get the people or the Allegius criminals to just do it for you. It makes sense. With their sound weapons, that is called back to season five, which we haven't seen them in a little bit. Too right? true. We see them again now. Yep. So Jordan <laughs> enacts his plan. And I thought this was a really smart plan. I don't know where they got the EMP from. He create. he made it. Yeah, he says he built it. Okay, that's This fine. is, okay, so... 
Jordan very rarely actually reminds me of Monty just in his zenness, his chillness. But him saying for my first trick, I'll make an army appear or reappear, whatever he says, is so Monty. Yeah. Monty could would walk in and be like, and for my first trick, mm-hmm. like he would do it with a little more flair than Jordan. But that was a Monty ass line if I ever heard one. And it's Jordan so- had an amazing episode. Yeah, he really did. And activating that EMP, what we found out last episode is it, it's all power base it's all um energy base is that what they said earlier Mm -hmm. energy yeah Mm -hmm. so when he activates that not only does it turn off all their invisibility we found out from shade hata last episode that their gun only works when their suit is connected to it and powered up so they can't shoot it all for the time being that's awesome and as soon as jordan activates that emp the whole entire one crew squad with their weapons comes through and Andrea screams into the trees, which is great. Just call back to tree crew. They all just spread out and post up ready for this final battle. Yeah. Bardoans think it's the final war. The bunch of dummies like the final war is here. I mean, could you imagine though? Like you're the waiting forever for something. And then all of a sudden all these people just start coming through with guns. You're like, Holy shit. It's the final war. But again, they are not there to fight yet. They are there as a distraction. So they're just really moving into formation and halting there. Well, the insertion team is what they refer to them as is going to make their way into the Bardo facility, for lack of a better word. Right. They're going yeah. after Maddie, Clark, everyone in there. Yeah. And Hope is um Hope's a little scared to die. And Indra has a great line when she looks at her and basically says, We all will die. When is out of our control? And then she kind of looks into the battlefield and is like, This is a good how. And I was like, Fuck yeah, it is, Indra. <laughs> that is a great line for Indra. Indra's always about the honorable death, man. This is a good yeah, answer. except for for Shade Ada because she refuses to give him one. Well, I mean, I mean for herself whenever she thinks she's about to die. What a mindset of a warrior! Just thinking pre-battle, this would be an okay way to die. Yeah. I could live with this. And boy, if that isn't the truth, think about the stakes of this fight right now. So awesome, love Indra. Okay, now let's pivot into the saddest scene of the episode for sure jackson miller get this great reunion miller comes through the anomaly and he's pretty much like whatever comes next i'm gonna be with you like i'm not leaving you again swoon murphy goes love that but where's what about my reunion which is (laughs) like classic classic murphy and then everything else is depressing (laughs) yeah i just really like how miller just kind of pops up we get them all, like we just said, like the, the war is basically about to start. And then the next scene change, we just have Miller rolling into Sanctum. Now he's on a different planet from where we were, from where we were, were. And I just really liked how efficiently they were using the stones to move characters in this episode. It's the last fucking episode. We were worried about it a little bit of like how they're going to wrap everything up. And the stones were just a great way to do it, obviously. This scene was so well done. Richard Harvin and Louisa were so amazing even louisa just seizing out i with the black blood splatter yeah. on her face whew, you better I stop i don't think jackson was perfect the uh Sachin was great at just oh big showing time. what a failed doctor or not a, a failure by a doctor would look like just how he expressed himself was phenomenal i watched so much Grey's anatomy that when they're pulling the knife out and then they're like what do they hit the adrenaline on her chest and I know the amount of time where the beep would come. <laughs> I'm like, I see it. And when it doesn't come and Jackson just kind of puts his arms down and is like, and Richard hits us with a do something. You're a doctor. Like, you got to help her. I'm, oh, no. Yeah. She's really dead. <laughs> now, are we going to take an L for that one? Because we said that she won't. I mean, technically, she's. Yeah. Dead, we but. 
We Somebody said, said the mind drive thing, so we'll yeah, take a half. Yeah, we said that we didn't think she could die because she would have died last episode, but whatever. I will take that L because I was beating the shit out of that drum of like, there's no way they drag us along for a full episode of her gonna die and then kill her. I texted you guys because obviously I watched the episode by myself. I did it this morning and I texted you guys when I, when I said Jason Rothenberg's dead to me it was that moment. I was like, this is <laughs> fucking bullshit. Only yeah, because I- at that time, obviously I'm not thinking that transcendence is going to take her away and the mind drive stuff wasn't what i was thinking and i was just like why kill her in this episode why not kill her last episode so then this episode is warpath murphy wants revenge is all in on the final war i would have rather had that but that would have been crazy i'm gonna stop right there and that is not what the character of murphy was murphy's character evolved from a total loner somebody who was going to get hanged at the noose because he didn't have anybody to care about he was just a loner he was the cockroach and he evolved into this person that puts amori above himself like that is the character arc that is his development so for them to kill off amori and make murphy go on a warpath that's that's clark territory yeah. murphy is not clark that would have been totally unsatisfactory i think him choosing his love for amori over anything else that was going on last episode amori you're the most per- important person in the universe this this was the resolution to the character arc that I wanted for Murphy. I, I agree because we talked about how, you know, we were theorizing whether Murphy's going to be part of the test, but maybe he takes the test, but it really does make sense. Perfect sense that his ending has to do completely with Amori. We all love oh. the character of Murphy way too much. So we want him to be the protagonist and do protagonist things, but that's not what the character is. You know, we just love him, but he's not. Yeah. Clark. I was just strictly speaking of if she died last episode, then what he would be doing this episode would be trying to get revenge on the people that took him away from him. Mm -hmm. Brian, I have an entire thing written out and you said every word of it like i have i, I was gonna say something and then yeah. I, about to say something you would just filled it i was, like, wow. I, was I was also because i wasn't on the last episode of the podcast i was a little bit surprised that you guys were definitively thinking that amori was safe i was thinking to myself the rod is still in her torso we are not out of the woods here and let's be honest she is more expendable than some of the other characters that would have been an easy kill if they were just thinking in their heads, we got to kill some of our main characters. What we were thinking was she had an incredible episode 15. I mean, hitting you in the feels with every character that was in the same room with her. So if you're going to kill her, you kill her then why why keep her to the next episode? But I mean, you're right though, Brian, that's exactly what they did. They killed her anyway. And then they brought her back. It's like the most, yeah, it wasn't a logical guess. It was more a in the bounds of a sh- TV show where you why kill someone in the first five minutes when you can end an episode on a great cliffhanger to increase appeal. I don't know. That's the just what we were thinking, reason, but it, they did it yeah. awesome. The only reason why it works is because of the mind drive and she stays alive to transcend. Like if she was dead, yeah. dead, didn't come back at the end, it would have been it would have been a waste of time mm-hmm. for these scenes to be in this episode. I love that she survived. Yeah. So right. I died, but survived. I love that. <laughs> that was perfect. When when they and we'll get to it, but when they do the dancing scene where Jackson Miller and those two are dancing mm-hmm. and they when they pan to Jackson Miller dancing and uh, Murphy is holding and Maury's hand passed out like in the mind space. I'm like, this is such a great way to loop back in the mind drives and the nightblood stuff to keep it relevant to the very end. It's like Game of Thrones. Why did, could Arya change faces if it didn't fucking matter at the mm-hmm. end? You know what I mean? We always bring it back to Game of Thrones, but it's so nice to keep that as a relevant plot 
device until the very end of the series. I also love watching anybody go through a medical emergency with night blood. When she was spitting up the blood and it was black, it just looks so cool. Shade Hayda's burst of blackness was fucking yeah, incredible. 100%. All right, so back to the aftermath of Amori's character actually dying. Murphy predictably goes right for the mind drive, is going to sacrifice his own body, put her mind drive in his head. And I, he, was he either going to sacrifice his body or die with her? Because I know we talked about this as the episode it's was going on. later that he was planning on dying with right. her. Yeah, said, I was wrong. I, I would choose a couple hours with you than the rest of my life alone. Right, yeah. so his body would die because of the two mind spaces. I think so. he initially asks Jackson to do it for him. Mm -hmm. Jackson refuses because it is kind of ridiculous. He won't help Murphy kill himself, essentially. Yeah. Murphy picks up the scalpel himself, goes to do the deed, and Miller chimes in and says, yeah, Jackson, if it was you, I'd do the same thing. Love. Look at where this dude's at. This is his decision Come on now. Another great reason to have Miller in the room to make an impact on Miller's the scene. Great. That's, He's amazing. a hopeless romantic in this episode. This season needed more Miller. He didn't do anything negative, so we could, there's that no. to hang around. Well, he said, get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. talking about it. So. Nah, he was, he was good this season. <laughs> the only thing that we talked about was really how he just rolled out out of nowhere on Jackson in the very beginning of mm -hmm. the season when they all left, and he, he, he didn't say anything. He's just like, all right, I'll go. I'll go on this journey. That's life on the hundred, baby. Uh, next scene is Levitt and Octavia like sweetly doing her war makeup. It's so funny. It's like, of course he has. She has to have her war makeup on. Is, is that supposed to be Lincoln's makeup? Like his? That's interesting. I'm pretty sure it's Lincoln. It's just like a different version. Good of for it. you, Something? Levitt, for not being jealous of that. Good for you. I thought I've seen her with that makeup on. I thought. That yeah, was I'm like pretty Octavia's sure. I'm pretty sure her. after Lincoln dies, she just always has most of the time, except when she's blood rain, she has the Lincoln makeup. But I'll look right. that up. Interesting. So, yeah. Is that a Wiki Jimmy in the house? Wiki Jimmy. <laughs> Wiki Jimmy TV. Um, so we get some cool dialogue here between Octavia and Levitt because Octavia's starting to seem a little bit vulnerable because they're talking about transcendence again. So she's asking Levitt, who is a devout believer of the shepherd religion, what's going to happen to Bellamy? Will he transcend if Clark passes the test? And he sadly says that the scripture of their of the shepherd says no, death is is a final state and then there's nothing past it mm -hmm. that's kind of sad but it's also cool that at least bellamy's still on the forefront of octavia's mind and he is for this entire episode okay so wiki jimmy was a little bit wrong but uh, it's not his actual makeup but it's like it's supposed to resemble his tattoos on his chest okay okay uh but i so yeah he says the thing like death is living my friend only the living shall transcend kind of a dumb line by octavia will bellamy transcend mm. It. I feel okay. like that was for all the young fans. <laughs> so you know, Bellamy's not going to transcend. If they <laughs> were just in the mind drives, say Murphy and, and Amori. Amori die and their mind drives are just chilling, would they have transcended because they have a mind drive? No, their... they have to be in that. To, for a mind drive to work. dead in the mind drive, I think is the easiest way to put it. I think oh, that okay, for, I in order for it in to mind... activate, you have to put it in a body. Okay, because I thought the mind drive, you only die if they destroy it or delete you. The mind drive has to be in a compatible living body. When there are two together and one is not removed, they will kill the body. Mm -hmm. And once the living body is dead, I'm trying to rationalize it myself. Yeah. Once the living body is dead, then both of the mind drives die. Can they be retrieved and put in another body then? Yeah, I, that's, I mean, they always have like, 
in season six, the whole time they have like the one lady has her family member on her necklace and you just get put it in. They're just waiting for a night blood. So I always just assume they're fine. It's I a little it was, tricky cause I, it's like where, because it's like where Amori's body died. So why didn't she come back in Amori's body? Because you know? then Gabriel has to destroy Josephine's mind drive or she could just keep coming back. That's the point. That's why he lets her. That's why he destroys it. So Josephine doesn't keep coming back. He takes yeah. the mind drive out and destroys it. Yeah. So what's your, what's so your, we're saying, well, you're saying they're not alive unless they're in, in yeah. the body. So basically the question could be, does Gabriel transcend because his mind drive, he had a mind drive in his head, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah. yeah and then his what, mortal what, body died, but his mind drive is still active in that body. Is it not? It's not about the mind drive being active. It's about the mind drive being in a biological body. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's what, what it is, both right. Amori okay. and Murphy state is at the time of transcendence. Wow. And they only had that several hour span for this to be doable. That's so cool. I think I kind of knew that, but it really just yeah. hit home with me. I, I have that note written down when they're pumping Echo's heart. Akima's really just putting all of her eggs into the basket of we're about to transcend any second. Keep pumping that chest because they're going to answer. Like, it's like, what else can you do though? Yeah. I mean, that was death awesome, otherwise too. for so everybody. Dope. So that yeah. Was- Levitt shot and echo shot. And she's like, keep them alive. What do you want them to do to keep yeah. them alive? They just have bullet holes in bare hands. You can but just plug cool. up the bullet holes with it's sticks. It's cool that we're bringing this up now because this is directly linked to the conversation Levitt and Octavia are having right now. Yep. Which yep. is Octavia is now convinced that, death is the end so she is just doing her best to preserve and we'll get to that so let's let's jump back here yeah, either way transcend transcendence or extinction i would have liked to live a little first <laughs> love their love, cute Jason. lines get broken up by raven and echo just going <laughs> on invisible their whole moment is just that that's the big reveal we find out that jordan's whole plan was a distraction as b tom said earlier to get the insurgent team in they wanted to get these two in so they could help Clark with the test? Or is that what the whole they didn't did they explicitly Wait, say? No, they're trying to kill Bill. But Raven then, is still on the mission that Murphy sent her to. I think the zoom in on her face, she is committed to killing Bill. That's the plan here. Help right. Clark with so, the test. Yeah, because no one knows besides Clark and Octavia how far Bill's gotten with Maddie. I mean Levitt knows too, but I mean anybody in the mm-hmm. uh or on Earth. I mean, I, I I know that Gaia had that whole conversation, too, saying that if you kill Bill, it doesn't matter. They still have their faith. But I guess they're just saying, OK, he's trying to take the test. Probably let's kill him and move on. Raven asks, what happened here? Octavia says we did <laughs> love that line because there's just bloodied bodies all over the place. The conclusion that they come to is if Clark cannot stop the test and the test proceeds, they're going to come down and judge us and see the remnants of humanity fighting against each other. One of them says, well, that wouldn't be a good look. So what they decide is that Echo, Octavia, and Levitt are going to try and go outside and stop the two factions from fighting. Just no bloodshed. Finally, no bloodshed in this show. And who's the fourth? Raven is then going to confront Bill and Clark in the portal. However, it may be they just say, stop what's happening, help however you can. And those are how this is how this group of four people split up from here. Uh, the salty line that Levitt throws in there mm. to Echo Colner, they're mm. talking about if they fail the test, Gem 9 is going to be released and destroy the species. And he looks right at Echo goes, the spy understands. <laughs> and she gives a little half-ass apology, but he's rightfully pissed. She beat the shit out of him yeah. and left him to die. I totally forgot. The whole species. I was and like, what's he so pissed about? Echo puts her fist out. She's like, we good? <laughs> <laughs> Truly. 
moving right along we get clark in the judgment i call it the celestial plane because it kind of looks like that yeah so clark is in the judgment room or whatever and i'm sorry (laughs) you said you like the name celestial plane and you proceed to not use the name (laughs) for sure you played yourself (laughs) i decided mid cue i was like it just don't sound right when i say it out loud (laughs) So Clark in the celestial plane, formerly known as the judgment room, and Lexa is her guy. Her guy. We audibly were like, woo! Well, I'm pissed because we always watch with closed captioning and it says Lexa before panning to Lexa. And I was like, fuck! Who else was it going to be? We knew. We guessed. We didn't know. I would have heard it from the voice. Like, you hear the voice. I I would have liked my heart to flutter Mm -hmm. by itself, (laughs) knowing that Alicia Denman Carey came back at my heart. The question I want to pose to the group here is we know that this was total fan service above everything else. This was fan service to bring Lexa back. Totally. Do we think this was the best person for Clark? Would there have been a more logical person that fits the description of biggest failure person you love most or what was the other one? Greatest teacher. I Lexa. in this scenario with Bellamy dead. I think it should have been Bellamy. He literally is, if you want to say love, it could be friendship love. I don't, I'm not going to try to get into that, but he should be considered her biggest failure. And I think that it would have made more sense storyline wise with Bellamy. Trust me, I freaking love Lexa. And I did the exact thing you guys all did with the woo when she showed up. <laughs> and Lexa makes sense with the love thing. That's fine. But I, I do think in the context of this storyline, that Bellamy would have made more sense. But also, doesn't Maddie fit that category too? And that's what she ends up saying at the whole end of the episode, how much she failed Maddie, because that's also an insane Maddie's still failure. alive, though. Well, Did I mean, they? it could take the, the face of anybody, yeah. I'm guessing. So, like, it doesn't have to be a dead person. Right. But So, yeah, Maddie makes sense too. And I just honestly think, just like Tags just said, that Lexus fan service and Maddie isn't enough fan service because she's alive and we have her somewhere else. And Bellamy runs into the problem of the behind the scenes outside the yeah. show's capability. So that's I'm completely with you. Yeah. But I'm just taking it as we have to just be happy that it's Alexa because they weren't going to bring they weren't going to bring Bellamy back after just killing him because not only does it take away the shock factor, would we even care as much? Yeah. But can you imagine, though, the whole point of this celestial being is giving you the test and it's if it was Bellamy showing up, it's like, hey, first of all, Bellamy was right. OK, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to start tell, asking you these questions and telling and and then telling you that you killed Bellamy for what one person and, you know, and start. I think the irony of her seeing Bellamy while taking the test that she killed Bellamy for believing in would have been beautiful. Yep. But it was always going to be Lexa when you take the fan service and the. It was going to be like yeah. the dialogue would have been much better just if it say, was Bellamy. Oh, I was going to say the implicate. It would have been so much more intense. Clark would have been sobbing the entire time. If, it would have been if it's Bellamy. so di- yeah, yeah, so yeah, okay, different, the, yeah. so different if yeah. it was Bellamy but versus Lexa. Trust me, if it's not Bellamy, then it's I'm Lexa. very happy it's Lexa. And it, and I read too, and and it's agreeable. Like it could have been Abby too if you didn't want Abby to be Ravens. Abby could have been the person who shows up for Clark. True. It could but have been a lot of people I, for. It could both. have been her dad. Like it could have been anybody. Clark I had a lot of on the hill that it should have been Finn for Raven, but whatever. We'll take out. I, <laughs> but I want to talk about that when we get to her. Okay. The, um, sure. the judge, the the whole concept of the judge taking the form of anybody 
is just a layup for fan service. So I don't think they were going to miss that. Yep. 100%. Yeah, and, and this show yeah. is just incredible at getting actors that have been on the show in the past to come back for specific mind drive reasons or whether it be visions or hallucinations. It's awesome. Yeah. That's one of the highlights of the hundred. I would have given a lot for Octavia to take the test just to see Pike again. <laughs> <laughs> she would have saw Lincoln, Bellamy, and a million other people before Pike probably. That <laughs> yeah, that's probably true, but it would have been sick. I just love. <laughs> His Comic-Con intro is hilarious. Like, what's up, 100 fans? It's your favorite character. <laughs> it's so good. Now, nah, yeah, Pike, I would say, let's see, and this is, you know, obviously not needing to be done, but Lincoln, Bellamy, and then maybe Pike, I guess, would be the order I would put it Indra. in. Well, Pike's just oh, Indra. Well, Pike's just your Yeah, but then, yeah. Yeah, but that's not fan service. I don't need more Indra. Like, give me actual. Okay, so since we're talking about this, the Lexa stuff, and I, everyone knows Alexa is my wife. So, but, but it didn't hit as, as much truly because it wasn't actually her. I felt things, but I didn't feel it. I didn't feel season three things. Clark realizes right away. It's not her. And, and she's pretty stone faced, which Lexa pretty much always is, but I, I loved it, but I didn't feel like I was going to die, which yeah. is how I usually in, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Die I, mean, a, I thought way. it was a very powerful scene to have her turn around, see Lexa and then hug her. And then Lexa, AK, you know, quote unquote saying, it's not me. I'm not her. And then she says, I know, but I'm, yeah. you know, and she hugs her anyway. And then she does, like you said, she's stone faced the whole time, meaning Lexa, whatever you want to call her. Yeah. Lexa, fake <laughs> Lexa. There's so much good dialogue in this. It's, uh, we can try and go through it quickly, but basically Lexa says, we can't stop what's been set in motion. Uh, species now going to be judged through you, Clark. Why'd you kill this unarmed man? And then she says, I killed my daughter. And this is kind of brutal. Lexa looks at her and goes, is Maddie dead? Knowing that she's not. And she said, no, but she will be because of him. Be again, from last episode, I'm about to, once I, whatever this happens i'm gonna go kill maddie <laughs> after this it's like jesus well or she's saying it, it that way or if they fail she's dead too <laughs> either way it's brutal but clark is very set on the on the idea that she has no regrets she would do the same exact thing about killing bill no matter what the consequences yeah. were because she, i she's one track minded i think when out. we got to this point and we knew like raven was coming and i i'll die on the hill that i don't like that the trailer gave us that much uh, but the fact that Raven was coming, I figured that they were going to eventually somehow pass. But we were we were flirting with the fact that Clark fails. And that was the ending we were guessing that, that she fails and it's over. Yeah, she says it's not revenge. It's justice. This is Clark saying this. And then Lex has the sick blood ha must start talking in Trigata slang and has the sick blood must have blood reference. Or I'm like, you. Yeah, baby. Got to have her doing that. And then she says, you don't know my pain. Lexa says she could. But then she says. Clark comes up and says, feel me holding Lexa as she dies. Feel me seeing someone else wear my mother's face and feel me murder my best friend to save my child only to have her die anyway, which is all of us. Yes, this is exactly how we all feel. It's fucking brutal. Eliza was amazing in so this. Amazing. The one thing I wrote down was I said, hell yeah, Eliza, say it with your chest, baby girl, because she was <laughs> killing it. I was mm -hmm. so into it. Agreed. Yeah, she was she was really good this episode. I it felt like um, an old Clark episode. Not that Eliza's ever not been great, but I just think some of the stuff that's been written for her this season has fell flat for me. But 
the, but this whole episode felt like old powerhouse Clark. It just me. cracks me up that she knows she's in the middle of a test right now with the fate of humanity and she's just arguing with the yeah, <laughs> with <right>? Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> she walked in, killed Bill and knew she was going to be yeah. fighting an uphill battle. So, <laughs> you know, and yeah. that's the thing. She goes directly at quote unquote Lex's throat, calling the entity and that's that conscious collective consciousness hypocrites and they absolutely are because they're Mm -hmm. they're just making all these species take a subjective test and if they don't live up to their ideals they just kill them all yep and that's when she has the amazing quote it starts something like have i ever pulled the lever to commit genocide yes i have (laughs) but did love make me do this you're damn right it did did. she just is so confident in herself and just the character that she's become, it just makes so much sense. I fucking love Clark. She was great. Yeah. Transcendence really is just like a judgy fucking high school girl, man. Show us school. what you've got. <laughs> Regina George is transcendence. Christ. Yeah. I just, the, the beginning of the scene, I guess, basically when, when they get the pleasantries out of the way and she says like, your species must now be judged. And I was, before she finishes the quote, I was just sitting there like, your species must now be judged through you. The person who just brutally murdered someone right in front of me. <laughs> like, yeah. let's do this thing, I guess. This is the entire series too. It's been Clark grappling with, are all of these atrocities that I do, are they good? Are we the good guys? Because wherever we go, people die. And now it is this subjective entity literally judging her for everything she's ever done. It's cool. And that's really been the theme of the, of the show is how Clark and our heroes react to these atrocities that they commit. And are they doing it for the right reasons? Are they the good guys? Are they the bad guys? There's an epic, I think it's season five trailer. And in every trailer for every season, there's like a a shot of Clark holding a gun up to somebody. And she's like, maybe there are no good guys. So dope. Because Abby's like, be the good guys. Monty's like, we can do better. We have to do better. She's just a badass with the pistol, man. Yeah, she is. So Clark fails. And we get the you cumple este don love that gotta yep. gotta hear that from Lexa that that made me feel things yep. for the record but this is the mind space with mm-hmm. Murphy and Amori greatest get a nice Josephine time. name drop in this scene love you Sarah Thompson I know right <laughs> shout out I wanted to ask you guys wait where's the quote when when he says the last time I asked you to dance. Yeah, you that's the, the, with the, the beginning knife. of season six when the red toxin freaks her out. Mm. I was wondering the same he, thing. He, yeah, finds the, he finds the iPod, you know, whatever you want to call it. He's singing he starts, his, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's like sure, sure. And he starts playing the music right. real loud. He's dancing. He's trying to get Amori to dance while she's yes. trying to get into the door with her knife. And she's like, get out of my way. And then all of a sudden she just starts coming at him with yeah. the knife. There's some great banter here. He's saying like, I, I remember where we first uh, met in this desert and they're like, love at first knife to throw He's fucking too. She, had, I feel like he had a nice haircut too in this mind space. Handsome. I feel like Why not? He, oh, he'd be looking he great pressed, in the mind yeah, space. He, he had like his butt the buttons of his shirt undone a little bit. Yeah, was that a was that a corduroy button up? <laughs> I died. You did. Not acceptable. So good. Yeah, Maury's smart. She figures out. She knows what's going on, and because of her interactions with Clark and their whole season six adventure, she understands the situation. The mind drive puts two consciousness in when they're in the same body. She puts the whole Murphy's plan together and starts freaking out, begging Jackson to wake Murphy up and take her out of it, out of her body so he can live on. And of course, Brian, you were saying it earlier, his whole character developed into this. This is not only just 
ideal because Amori is dead now. Like this is Murphy wouldn't want to wouldn't want to be anywhere else. This is cool. Jackson Miller, obviously dancing, which is so cute to just think of. They start dancing. So then they start hearing the song after after Maury's arguing with him, saying, you can't no, like you Mm -hmm. can't do this. Can't let me do this. That's when the song starts playing. It's the first of the three good songs, which is a Vance Joy song, which I really liked. That's what I was talking about, which I really like the tying together the mind drives, the night blood, all that stuff with with the pan out of them dancing. I thought that was really well done. Because Miller and Jackson didn't know the state of what transcendence and the test was going on, they really thought this was them saying goodbye and mourning their two friends that are dying. Mm-hmm. They think this is the end of Amoria Murphy. So wow. I saw some comments. Yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. some comments of people online. Why the hell are they dancing at a time like this? It's it wasn't like they were happy dancing. They were no. just they were this was their way of paying tribute to their friends that they just literally helped die re- in peace. Reminded me of Harry and Hermione slow dancing, although they're romantic. Miller Platonic, and Jackson yeah. are romantically entangled, mm-hmm. but same somber theme, I would mm-hmm. say. I was getting the same vibes. Yeah. This next scene is so on par for Clark because Clark comes out after she failed and Raven's like, hey, want to fill me in? And, and Clark is, again, just leaving everyone hanging. You hold so much information in that beautiful head. Start telling people things. Fill them in. Raven's like, wait, oh, wait, come back. I need to know. Go, are we dead? Are we dying? What's going on here? Bill's on the floor dead as fuck. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy, right? Which, Bill being agree? on the floor dead as fuck completes Raven's mission so she can start thinking about things logically. And Clark does tell her she failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in Clark's head, the entire species is going to be Gem 9 dead and very soon. So she doesn't have time to spend her last right minutes with Raven. We're going to die with Maddie. I agree, but also it's Raven. I mean, she's day one. If, you, if you're about to die, you would think you want to spend one second with Raven if you're in the same room. Mm, God, Clark Clark's is al- just Clark's always been Maddie or bust. I know, but still. Clark does give Raven the credit in saying that it should have been you yeah. and not me. And that's when I think she just runs right out of the room. It's pretty much the last thing she says. And the white light, this is the first time in the entire series we've seen it, I guess, season series, last two seasons, it turns red. Yep. Mm -hmm. And Raven walks up to it. It has a cool line about it. She's saying like, oh, I'm about to touch a pulsar right now. And she just goes right for it. Of course she does. Because she's Raven. She saves the day all the fucking time. I thought the same thing. I was like, of course you would know what this is called, too. (laughs) Yeah, so now we're not on the pier anymore. It turns into the arc, of course, for Abby, or for, spoiler alert, (laughs) 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 for Raven. It's Abby, which is really cool. I loved it. I wasn't wasn't even thinking who would it be for Raven. I was so wrapped up in what it had been. I yelled out Sinclair. Well, I yelled out, what's that guy's name? (laughs) Sinclair really only fit the greatest teacher. Yeah, that's true. I think it could have been either or, but since they already brought Sinclair back for her defibrillation, mm-hmm. nailed that that time. Uh, <laughs> back in season four, I think that this was a better choice to have Abby come back in. She's fresher. A lot of people are saying, uh, like Brian said, I'll die on the Finn Hill. I think that Abby is the more relevant one. Finn would have been amazing too, but I think people are over Finn. It's been so long, and I think that Abby was more of a presence in Raven's life, like moving forward, especially since they came from the Ark. So I- I'm on the Abby. And Jason thing. knows that Abby is Kyle's favorite MILF in the world. So he did <laughs> this it for is the you. truth. This is amazing. This is two, two beautiful women debating the fate of the human race. <laughs> I, we were like, dude, Kyle's going to lose his shit. <laughs> <laughs> she came back and I was like, let's go. <laughs> 
And wait, quick question. That was, I can't even picture it in my head. It wasn't the ring that they spent the five years. It was the arc. It was the, arc. Yeah. It was the OG. It was literally yeah. arc, the arc. Yeah. I, I want to point out that Raven sees Abby, takes one step towards, and is the quickest to realize and says, you read our thoughts and take the form of someone we love. So dope. Raven's the best. So smart. Incredible. I would have only expected that out of Gabriel well, and Raven. Hope, I guess Becca didn't figure that out quick enough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Raven's say, better. That's, that's Alien 101. They take the form of a loved one to make you more calm. Is this a foreign concept to you guys? No, contact, it happens. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. It's no, fame. it's totally. It's, but it's a famous thing that aliens do. I would have been like, Oh, a dead guy. Yes, but you're, you're an on alien, actually. Yeah, but you're in this like sci-fi thing. They don't know what transcendence is. They walk in it. It could be heaven. It could be Abby. It could be heaven. They don't know. Mm-hmm. That's true. Literally, Brian. What do you have to fucking say? To I'd that? probably <laughs> just poop myself. Honestly, <laughs> if I was like taking the test for all of humanity, I'd I'd crack. Let's talk about the message of their dialogue that they that they start getting into because Raven is awesome in this scene and she is such a die hard for Clark when she just starts saying that because Abby the the alien judge is saying that they failed the human race failed you're going to be wiped out Clark is the reason you guys failed she came here she just didn't fit our standards or whatever she says and Raven says that she gave up her soul so we could keep ours mm-hmm. this is not you you owe it to us to let us survive we we came this far we did everything we could so we could live Please don't wipe it out, wipe us out. She starts begging to let Abby let the human survive. Right? I love Abby's. First of all, I missed Abby's like scritchy voice. I really liked it, but she's like she committed atrocities. She doomed you. I'm sorry. It's so savage. Yeah. So let me ask you guys a question. Do you think Raven's experience with Hatch made that answer happen for this for the end of the season? Hundred percent. Because throughout the whole entire series, she's totally against oh, Clark. Yeah. yeah. For any, for all, you'd see all the way up to season six. She's like, get the hell out of my face, Clark, man. You keep making these decisions and I don't give a shit what you have to say. I don't care if you apologize. Her uh, quote in the early season six when Clark goes to apologize, she's like, you apologize and then you do some more shit. You apologize and then you do it again. Exactly the quote right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's great writing. Yeah, that actually, I didn't think about it really until you put it out like that, but that makes the earlier episodes this season a lot more powerful. So I'm sure when you binge this season as a whole, that sticks out more. That Raven's learning experience is, is she had some actual character growth in the final season. And that'll be the one reason why Nakar make needs to happen because that episode we didn't care for, but they have their conversation in that Mm -hmm. episode. Yeah. Clark and Raven. So then they transition to the battlefield because Abby's pretty much showing her, "Mm, you think you could do better, but here it is. <laughs> Open the door number one. They they show Shade Hada, which what a little bitch. Come on. See, I'm fine I with it. Shade I thought Hada. it was good because what what did you think they was his ending was Shade Hada represents alive. Shade Hada I think represents, he shouldn't have been in this episode at all. No, nah, Shade so, Hada represents yeah. exactly what Abby or this species thinks humans are. He represents the antithesis of what humanity is supposed to be in the judge's eyes. Octavia go. preaches for the good, and Shade Hada is the representation of the exact opposite of what they want joining their collective. That's I'm in. Shade Hada's job. Yeah, I agree. And also, how else does his story finish? He had to be there. He had to confront people, try and stir the pot. And he served he served as a plot mover in so many different ways that I thought was possible, whether it be the early 
the early peace mover with the children of Gabriel, or it's the distraction last episode to help Clark and them on Bardo. And then it's the, the final, final part of the test. He served so many, and we love J.R. Bourne. Hell so yeah. I, I don't know, Kathleen, I don't know. You're flipping I mean, on me. I think Kathleen, I would agree that if he died, if he had the death, maybe injured kills him a couple episodes ago, whatever it is, he's not needed. But if he's alive, he needs to be in that part. He's the one who makes yeah. sense for this for this end scene. I was pissed. Right before they go to commercial, you just see him lining up with his metal eye patch and just ready to pull the trigger. On our boy Levitt, dude. Yeah. I just oh, think God. it's interesting that these are two big bads and Cadigan dies right the fuck away. And so does Shade Hater, really. He stirs the pot, sure, and I totally get it. And I love J.R. Bourne. I'll take any hot boy J.R. Bourne in my life that I can. But I, and we'll get to it, his death scene is a cornball to me. When he just is like, juice train, juice down, and walks right out to the middle, but middle of the field, and injured just has a fucking bazooka laser gun, and it's just like, bop, seriously? You weren't I think trying we're to be, be aware? I think against us on this one. Yeah, because he is still <laughs> technically the leader of all the criminals and shit. He's assuming he's ta- yeah, they're going to listen assume- to me. That's yeah. also what the grounders react to. Yes, someone saying blood must have blood and just chanting that. That's how they I go to war. He, like was, to he was trying to grab leadership by the throat yep. in that situation. Just run onto the scene. I'm Shade Hater. Look at my pain. I'm freaking out. We're going to win this war. And if Indra wasn't there to shoot him with a bazooka who else is stepping up he would have taken charge of that army and they would have fought and Kyle what do you think uh I just think that it's yeah it's really funny that you're saying that Kathleen because you were the one that was like in the trailer when Shane Haddock says too strange too drawn I was like let's go and during the episode I was like let's go but in hindsight okay I think it makes sense because he was there the one thing I didn't appreciate was that up until now, he was very methodical and planned everything out. This seemed a little bit more rash. That's what I'm literally saying. It kind of reminds me of Varys' death in the last season of Game of Thrones. He was so playing chess when everyone else is playing checkers. And then last episode, he just spills the beans. and Yeah, but I, th- I like to think of it as he. this is like his second third fourth chance at a life so he he was supposed to be locked up in the prison cell and gets released on a lucky whim by octavia and clark so there's not a lot of planning he could do on a foreign planet with technology that's evolved millions of years past where he left off so he's also in very very foreign environments and he's in my opinion i thought he stayed true to his barbaric character if you're shade hater you don't know 100% that transcendence is real. And we know that his goal is to reign. So yeah, the strategic part of it was him hiding in the trees and getting ready for this war to start because he takes command, his side wins, he's the commander again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's all it needes to be for yeah. him. And that might have been the path it went. Yep. I love. I do love Juice Strange just down though. Blood Must Have Blood is sick. Yeah. That is like a lit-ass yeah. line. Then absolute King Levitt <laughs> jumps in, yes, okay. tells them it's not the last war. Cadigan was wrong. We're all being tested right now. He's pretty woke at this moment, like really woke. And then he just gets lit up. And that blood on that white pajama. I do yeah. want to say it really works, though, because he is a disciple. So that's the yeah. only reason he didn't I get totally shot agree. from the other side instantly. So hell yes, Jason. This is the second great song. Diaz, it's an <laughs> REM cover, the one I love. I thought this was so effective in this scene. First of all, before... Shade Hater shoots him. He says, history is written by the victors, which I really like. And it's just like, bop. 
at the sick line. But O goes to Levitt and Echo's like, Jesus fucking follows her, which is really gets me in my heart. Goes Queen. to Levitt. She's going through the battlefield to Levitt, right? With, through, through all she's fire. dodging bullets. Yeah, right. Wild. She she I runs like, out. Oh, that's pretty reckless, Octavia. Yeah. Come on. Now not I don't want to be. Time. I don't want to be the one to say this, but you know, obviously, we love Jason, we love Levitt, but this seems like it makes more sense if that was Bellamy, because Bellamy could have done the same thing. He, you know, our theory about how if Clark didn't kill him, and this is just we're guessing, if Clark didn't kill him, he would have been there with Levitt. Maybe that turns him when he sees Maddie getting tortured. He's wearing the white pajamas mm-hmm. too. So the bar he's the one going out. Doing his total same Bellamy do better I line. I can hear him saying it. And yeah. Levitt's I mean, speech, I can hear Bellamy he's saying He's the same it. guy. Like nothing has changed. He says the do better line. And now Octavia is 100% going after him. And so is Echo. That's what that was he, definitely supposed to be. Yeah. Echo and Octavia, the two most important characters in his life that isn't that aren't Clark. That would have been beautifully. Trust me, man. Yeah. I love that Jason got it. Yeah. So. But I, I like this. So they're getting Jason and lifting him up and you see hope in the background trying to jump the barrier to go get them too, which I love. And Jordan's kind of mm-hmm. holding her back and then they turn around and sprint backwards once they start pulling Jason or Levitt off. Ooh, I love this because that's exact hope. You know, hope she's so reckless too. She'd jump. She'd be right behind them. But if she was Owen, only going Echo, because Octavia was there. Not, right. not Levitt at all. Not right. Levitt, yeah. but well, especially one, Echo. She's though. one of Levitt's angels. She's going for Levitt. <laughs> but, but it's, oh, and... Echo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Echo as well. Yeah. But the intense music really did it for me. Jordan and Hope run off and Echo kind of explains to Octavia, I lost Bellamy. I won't lose a sister as well. And she's hit now. Levin and Echo are hurting pretty bad. So then Abby and Raven are walking through this chaos on the bat- battlefield. Abby has this voiceover. We hear Hope scream like, Antio! Huge scream from Hope. Clark goes to Maddie at this point and says, I failed everyone. This is from the trailer when she has her uh, hands in their face. I didn't even think we were going to get that scene at this point. It's a lot of chaos. So Levitt is pep talking O, Octavia, and this is when Octavia decides that she's going to go out and do the speech. Mm -hmm. She looks at Jordan and Hope and says, don't let them die. The dead don't transcend. This is when she looks at Indra and tells Indra Ooh, love that trust from Indra. Yeah. What is? Do, do you have the line? What she she just says, she says uh, "Hold your fire." And then Indra commands all of one crew to stop shooting to let Octavia give that intense speech that's coming up. Shade Ada is angry at this point. He's like, "Fuck!" And this is the Juice Strangers down. So he he kind of loops around, comes through the one crew, gets them all hyped up, like you guys said. Juice Strangers down, and then Indra and Trigata sign for my mother. Yeah, and Black I mean, the, a couple grounders start chanting it. Oh, right, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's the starting whole, to swing the mood. Yeah, he's just trying to take over because Indra's surrendering and he's saying, no, I'm the commander here. Yeah. You know, you're going to follow me. And that's why, Kathleen, it makes sense that he's screaming that and they start to follow. So it looks like, again, it's starting to turn the wrong way. And then Indra just lights them up. The absolute last casualty of humanity goes down as being J.R. Bourne. That's insane. I'll take it. <laughs> Yeah. Now, there's a good line. I don't know if you said this already, Kathleen, uh, but a good line that we missed is Abby during the war going on. And as Levitt's trying, Raven's talking Abby into letting them transcend. And, you know, she's saying, see, look, Levitt's going to help reaching them. Yeah, he's reaching them. And then she says no. And it looks over at J.R. Bourne. And then yeah. Yeah. so she says, despite the, the beauty humans are capable of, you can't break free from the cycle of violence. Mm-hmm. Huge theme of the hundred. Yeah. yeah. 
Octavia's speech is one of my favorite scenes only because this one, if if you ever seen it, it is wrapping up an arc in one line. So she's saying, what the hell are we doing here? You swore an oath to fight for all mankind. Look around you. We are mankind. We are one crew. If I kill you, I kill myself. If we keep killing each other, there won't be anyone left to save. Our fight is over, Indra. And my brother believes what you do, transcendence, whatever that means, which I love. Whatever that means. Just the writer's a little nod. I know that nobody knows yet. <laughs> it's within reach. He died for that. And for that, believe and for that, he'll never get there. But the, this is the line. The only way to win is not to fight. And the fact that Octavia, Blood Raina, Sky Reaper, who's killed hundreds of people, is saying that is character growth summed up in one damn sentence. Absolutely amazing. And Indra is the OG for Octavia. She's the first one. She pulls her sword out of her, her out of her boot and drops it right there. And all of one crew drops their weapons. And it fades over to the general of the disciples who's having this internal struggle. And he just decides to have some faith. It says for all mankind. Yeah, so Octavia runs back and Levitt's like, nice speech. A bloody nice speech. Hope's pumping Echo's heart. And I can't believe Echo is the first to transcend. Yeah, maybe she's the closest Love that to dying. So that, yeah. Love that journey for her. I kind of thought that too. Maybe the spirits... Can I call it spirits? Is that you can call it whatever you want? Okay, the spirits like identified she was that yeah. close to death and just gave it a little wink. Okay, you made well, it. Well, I think go. we said we said out loud. Oh, because I thought the whole thing with Raven was give us more time. So I thought the ending was going to be that we're not going to kill you, yeah. but we're going to give you more time. So I and then I think we said out loud that okay, well, we'll let Echo and some some of the ones that are dying transcend because they don't have any more time, and then the rest of you figure it out. And then this, everyone just started transcending. Yeah. We're like, okay. Yeah, so we get this montage of everyone realizing that transcendence was real. They're going to go to their version of heaven, whatever it is. And I hated this line. Maybe you guys can talk me out of it. But as soon as Jordan yeah. starts to transcend, he says, this is what I saw when I was adjusted, right? So, first of all, I wanted to shout out Jordan because his oh my God was probably the best acted line in this entire show. His oh my God was so like, <gasps> it made my heart flutter. I agree at first when I saw that lame, but something had to come from that. And Gabriel was seeing all of these people. I just rewatched seven, season seven, episode one. And before Russell turns into Shade Ada, it's Russell and Jordan have a conversation. And Russell, they're looking at the anomaly on the floor. And Russell's pretty much, oh, you got to adjust it. You must have seen this. I, I decorated, I'm going to say, designed Sanctum. In its in its honor, whatever the fuck it is, mm -hmm. and I'm, you know what? Maybe this is relevant. I don't like that he saw that, but I don't care. I agree with you only because they planted that seed early in the season, and there was payoff for it. Otherwise, it would have been one of those lines, like the gun thing. Where that? Why the hell did they include that dialogue where Russell Prime and Jordan both kind of saw something from being adjusted and didn't do anything with it? It was cheesy that they forced it in with Jordan's last spoken dialogue, but. Mm -hmm. Whatever. What are you going to do? No, you're right. I prefer a weak payoff than no payoff to something planted early. Right before we move on, since I guess that's kind of a little bit towards the end of the scene, um, when Raven is making the speech and she's speaking, they do pan very quickly to Raven. And Raven has like such a nice look of satisfaction on her face. Fuck yeah, Octavia. Go get it. That's cool. And then we also have to talk about as everyone's transcending Obardo. We flash quickly over to Amori and Murphy post-coital and they're in the mind space and they're 
Chainsaw aren't they like this is cool or something yeah. like that? They literally just take it. They look, they're snugging, and then they just kind of both look up at the ceiling and they just well, let it. I about, loved it. It was hot. Think for about me. what their situation is. They are resigned to their fate of only having a couple hours left with each other, and they know that they know what transcendence is, and they must have just seen each other start to glow and be like, oh, they did it. Sweet. We're transcending. Awesome. We're <laughs> yeah, part of this. Gl- glowing gold is better than just Dead. dying. Yeah. Absolutely. Better Especially than going to for hell. Murphy, who yeah. doesn't want to die. Yeah. I do have a comment on this. I want to bring up a discussion point, but let's finish the last transcendence point, which is we flash to Clark holding Maddie in her arms. And I think you, Jimmy, said something live. Oh, I didn't know you could just resist transcendence because <laughs> it doesn't make any sense why you'd yeah. be able to do that. But Maddie is, that didn't need to be included really, but Maddie is trying to stay because she knows that Clark is the reason, is Clark failed the test. She's not going to be someone to transcend. She doesn't want to leave Clark. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can resist transcendence because you can decline transcendence. So, but no, nobody else was able to resist. Yeah. It was dumb. It was totally dumb. Yeah. I I do think it was dumb, but I think since they made declining a thing that it's a, it's fine for Maddie's character. Just don't not to want to leave Clark. It's, definitely corny and i don't even want to talk about dumb anymore because i i still think transcendence in general as a storyline is dumb before we move on there are two things i want to say just the fact that hope and jordan go together which was cute octavia saying bellamy was right right before getting sucked up i was like this hurts that hurt me because i don't know what we wanted but i remember i wasn't on the bellamy death episode but I don't know that I wanted Bellamy to be right because to rap, I almost wanted him to be a villain to make the death feel better for me. And the fact that he was right and he could have just been alive and they all could have, like me and Luke talked about this before. Maybe if the Earth, our Earth crew wasn't as stubborn and fucking assholes as they are, mm-hmm. they feel the need to fight so hard. They could have just talked to Cat again and be like, all right, dude, if you think transcendence is a thing, of course they don't know you can deny it. So. Whatever. It's just a lot to take in that Bellamy was right, and we get that line in the script. It was an intense ending for all of these characters, at least most of them besides the the last squad. But before we move on to the last five-minute scene of Clark, I want to bring this up. We This might not even be something we want to keep, but I saw this conversation on Reddit going on. And on where, dude? <laughs> online, you mean? A blog online. Uh, <laughs> there were people saying that there was a way for Jason to be sav- Jason Rothenberg to be savvy enough to have made Lexa Klexa Endgame. Did you see any of this? Where if we were talking about Gabriel destroying the mind drive earlier, mm-hmm. if Gabriel never did that and they put the mind drive into someone, do you mean the the flame? The, the flame. Yeah. Why wouldn't all the all the commanders have transcend. transcended? Yep, they would have. And then Lexa would have agreed to come back. And she would have just been on that beach at the oh, end. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I um, my friend actually texted me that today. Shout out! Would that have blew your <laughs> mind specifically? I mean, I would have thrown up on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there on the beach. I don't even. That would have been insane. I was gonna say, how would they have salvaged the flame though? What, no, they're like, saying if they didn't Gabriel destroy the flame, it, in the if first he never place. did, yeah. Got, oh, okay. Yeah, because Amori and Murphy proved if your mind drives in someone's biological body, you transcend, and that could have been a thing for uh, all I the commanders. Collects it at the end. Oh, I'm just. I, yeah, oh my I'm god, we're gonna die on Twitter now. Clyde, Clyde is endgame. Endgame. <laughs> Everyone knows it. So let me. There's so many endgames. I'm gonna talk about this right now. We can say if we want to hold it for later or talk now. But Kathleen was talking about Bellamy being right. 
I said, and I think a lot of us agreed in that episode that you weren't in, Kathleen, that we kind of wanted Bellamy to be right, but we wanted somehow Bill to be wrong. But this made Bill right, too. And I think that's a problem. I got it. I, I mean, I, I just think that this whole entire season, anything Bellamy related is just bad and everything else is good. I think that episode 13, Etheria, is so awful now because why would Bellamy see anything? Okay, say, say it's the, the being showing, showing him something, right? Why would he see Bill? You know, it makes sense to maybe see his mom if somehow they're talking to him and he's, what, taking the test somehow without going through the anomaly? Yeah, Bill's not a that higher being. Why would he see Bill? He saw Bill. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm right. Saying. So that's seeing so, the mom makes so, a lot of sense. Yeah, so seeing the mom's fine. Why would he have the conversation with Bill? And why would he pray to the shepherd who is Bill? He's not praying to the celestial beings. He's praying to the shepherd. And then the weather clears for him. Now, we said it had to be a simulation because why the hell would that make sense? And why would that not just be something really stupid? But he sits around the fire with another disciple and prays to the shepherd, Bill, sees Bill. And then the weather shifts and he's like, oh, my gosh, all mankind, let's go. You know, it's just I think that is just totally awful. I mean, if they go, if they're telling the truth, well, I mean, okay, if it's not a simulation, then Bill's right, too. And the only thing Bill did to be a villain is to kill Becca and to kill or and to torture Maddie and everything else we agree has to be good because he knew that it would lead to all mankind transcending. And he was yeah. not actually the bad guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with literally everything you just said. Yeah. I think that's more of a, like a gripe rather than like, there's nothing we can analyze there because you're right. Like everything you're saying is to me, at least just it's so bad. It was just, that was yeah, the bad. I just didn't it, know that, if I'm like taking it too much or if it's, if anyone could talk me out of it, but I just think that's no, just, when people talk about this season and you see all the hate of it online, a lot of it stems from exactly what you just laid out there. Yeah. I mean, let me just, that's always going to be a stain on the season and this show, but mm-hmm. you either accept it or you don't. And I think, the satisfactory ending that we got despite all that garbaggio is pretty impressive. <laughs> That's you know? why I wrote I loved it on the Twitter. Which is I why agree. I wanted this episode to not be about that because we've already gotten our grievances about like Bellamy sure. out of the way, you know, and they are grievances. That's mm-hmm. the stain on the show, but it is what it is. Yeah, yeah the I only reason why that. I wanted to bring it up is because now we have confirmation that that was real. Mm-hmm. That's now yeah. it's final confirmation that that Ethereum was real. Ethereum sucked. Yeah. Yeah. So not as much as Nakara. I liked Nakara better than Etheria. Nakara makes more sense for now. the story. Yeah. yeah. Nakara was also the uh It's the, the butthole episode. Reveal, right? Yeah. The episode right, the one the, with the butthole. Let's get to this last. Yeah, at first I made fun, I openly made fun of this YouTube song, but I love it now. Like it's on my playlist now that I've watched the episode 18 times since last night. But because YouTube always just reminds me of that fucking album they put on everyone's iTunes for, without, without permission. <laughs> no consent. But this is actually a really good song. And I read that Jason, it was like one of his favorite. Besides Bruce Springsteen, he said it's his favorite nice. non-Bruce Springsteen song. Uh, but everyone's just a bunch of groots now. Clark is uh, ripping through. Sanctum at first, and Picasso just saved my soul at this point. Hey, what a good boy! Who called it out? That Girl. was perfection. She's standing on the steps and just calling for anybody, right? Yeah, and it's Picasso that answers the no, call. No, it's that was really perfect. funny that the first person she call. calls 
is two is Murphy because yeah. there's a total chance that he didn't transcend. Like, I, I don't know. In that some you way. laughed at that because I thought the same yeah. thing. We literally all said Picasso out loud, and I do want to bring up that we asked Jason if Picasso made it to the end. He lied. He did not answer. He said he can't answer. Remember? He said that would be funny. I think. Yeah, well, he said, "Oh, yeah. I'm not answering that." But then he said, "Wouldn't it be funny if dogs don't transcend?" That is mean. That they that they don't transcend. Species, baby. Picasso, Species, definitely, Picasso yeah. should take the test. Then she'd be fine. She's she, a good girl. She's taken the test for the entire species, which is just, just, her. just her. Yeah. Cool. She's like, she's I'm good. Her. I promise. Yeah. Picasso, <laughs> she good. Ten, like, ten days ago, you were not a good girl. Can you explain that? <laughs> woof woof. <laughs> Luke, can you explain? <laughs> Luke, can you explain? This might have just went over my head. Why would it be reasonable? Why would Clark specifically call for Murphy? Why would that have been reasonable that he's still alive? It's because not really he's the worst. But it's also, I mean, one thing for sure, she knew that Murphy and Amori, she calls out to those two specifically. Yeah. She knew that they were on Sanctum. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, being someone that has no idea what transcendence really is, you could assume that maybe the other planets aren't affected. Yeah. You don't know. And she goes back and it, People like to say because Murphy was someone that wouldn't make it into heaven. If it's yeah. like a judgment that's thing. The, it's yeah. just a like joke thing. It's not real. That's what I thought you were yeah. going for. Yeah, yeah, that is funny. So Clark luckily has someone, so she won't be the only person left in the universe alone. Live, she buddy? has Picasso. Yeah. And she takes the helmet, goes right back to Earth where it all started. And I love this quick little quote that I'm about to say when she just says, today, water and shelter. Tomorrow, food. Because it is just the definition of Clark Griffin. Mm -hmm. She is always just thinking survival. This is exactly what happened in after the season five prime fire goes through. Clark realizes she somehow survived. She just instantly starts thinking, how do I survive? She's great. Picasso then jets to the water and she's chasing after. And this is a really sad moment. This music's playing and Clark saying, please come back. I I don't want to be alone. Woo. Gut wrenching moment. And And then enter Flexa. Yeah. Let me pause you before enter Flexa. If that was the end, would you be okay with it? No, no fuck no, that. No, no, listen. Flexa comes and explains that everyone can transcend, but you can't because you bear it. No, fuck that. I would have been pissed. Okay. Just cl- Clark, exactly what Raven said. She, I mean, Clark says it right in the scene. She says, I, I get it. I bear it so you don't have to again. I mean, I love that line for Clark. She has said it 10 times in the series. She's given up everything. And even though the season, she really is kind of cray cray. The rest it's all leading up to that. Like she's had to do so many bad things, but not, she doesn't want to up until this season. She wasn't doing it out of selfishness. She was doing it out of selflessness. This was the first season that she was doing stuff out of self, maybe a little bit of five too. But. I would just Definitely love five. to be her yeah. clan, like to be one of Clark's people in mm-hmm. this universe, because she is just, she does some evil shit, but everything she does, she just sacrifices everything. Anything and everything in her life. She's just yeah. amazing. She she puts all this weight on her shoulders, and that's what she tells Flexa. And then Flexa says back to her that I cannot take you through transcendence. Your actions have to have consequences. You're the first person across <laughs> all of time to ever murder someone in the test room. That's our girl. You're the Bye. only test su- subject from any species anywhere in the universe. It's the exact line. That's psychotic. That's so cool. <laughs> The and, then she, and then what's her re- re- response? I would do it again. Yeah. Hey, let's oh, go. Yeah. But I, I do like this one line that Flexa says. She says, such a curious species. You've added so much to us already. Like she said something like, I was glad I was wrong about you guys. Wow. They entered the consciousness and, and 
the people that were already transcendent were like, we like these humans. These humans yeah. are cool. Yeah. They're doing cool stuff. Humanity does have something to offer. So this is where you get all the Maddie information. So she says, Flexa says, Maddie knew you'd say that. And then she says, yeah, she's there in a way. Her consciousness is there. She'll never feel pain, et cetera, et cetera. And she knew that living here without anyone her own age to love is something you wouldn't have wanted for her, even if that meant you have to be alone. I suppose that choice was made easier with the realization that you wouldn't be. But wait, I think it's that just came to light right now that's why they had to waste that dumb scene with her maddie fighting the transcendence because she wasn't going to get another scene with clark right yeah exactly so now that's, i'm thinking about it, it that's what i was trying to get at whatever. Yeah. clark says transcendence is a choice you can choose to come back and then lexa says until now no one had squad 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 squad, squad. You hear raven's laughter oh my god your heart just lifts yeah that was, that's exactly what the note that i have was squad let's go oh my god my heart feels so light <laughs> truly like, i never expected it having such a physical reaction to a television show it was unbelievable the way that i felt across my whole body when they're all just like making shelter and shit together there's no offspring, which is kind of a bummer. And Ooh. they won't join us when they die. Right. Not, and, then, and then I love Alexa, but none of them seem to care because that's when the lightness happens, that the none of us seem to care because Clark starts running. Murphy says, there she is. Ah! My heart. Now, I just want to bring this up, and it's not a big deal at all, but I saw on Twitter, you know, Levitt, Amori, Echo, they're all like injured and dying and they come back yeah. and they're alive, yep. but but Raven still has her limp. <laughs> yeah. Come on, give yeah. her, let her walk normally, man. Maybe you have a choice of healing all your injuries. Like Amori wouldn't yeah. have healed her hand, and then Raven probably because she doesn't see it as a handicap, she sees it as a part of her person. So if she had a choice, she would have said no. There are 14 people left in the human race, and they are as follows: Murphy and Amori, Hope and Jordan. Octavia Levitt, Jackson Miller, Clark, Raven, Nyla, Gaia, Echo, and Indra. Savage. And Heavy on the girls. Yeah, light I was going to say, the ratio is totally favorable. Yeah. <laughs> and it's definitely worth bringing up because the name of the show is The 100. And of The 100 that start out in season one, four make it through the entire season yep. series. We get Clark, Murphy, Miller and Octavia are the only four of the hundred well, that are there. Yeah, well, Jackson, Jackson Raven are season yeah. one. Yeah. No, Jackson Raven are not part of the hundred. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, we're good. Yep, we're good. Insane. Four percent survival rate. Those now, motherfuckers. Question I wanted to ask you guys. Trust me, I'm fine with this, but I was wondering if you think it definitely makes sense for Amori and Murphy to choose to come back. Um, by the end of it, yes. Okay. I, I haven't really thought about it. I'm just glad they're there. Yeah, I agree. I don't have any problems with it. I just wanted to know what you guys thought. Yeah, I didn't have a negative thought about it until you just brought it up. So yeah, they weren't going to not be there. Mm-hmm. They're binge crew. Like I said, I really loved walking back. It being Clark, Raven, and Murphy arm in arm. Those are the three. Talk about big three. That's it. And we didn't even mention, as that's going on, and the laughter's all, you know, it's happening. They're all happy. They're all together. The camera starts panning up, and we get a quick yep. little background flash of Clark in episode one, mm-hmm. just drawing in her floor, room, yeah. talking Earth. about her dream of making it to the Earth's surface. And this, of course, opens up the floodgates for random-ass theories, saying that this whole thing could have been, <laughs> the entire story could be in Clark's mind. It never actually happened. I don't know. You know, there's always going to be those. I just think oil. it's just a fan service. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. of course. It's full circle. The feels. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. I, I mean, th- as many grapes as we may have had, that ending, you can't help but just sit in it and just mm-hmm. be like, yes. Yeah. Yep, that's I, it. I actually was thinking of talking with you guys about other ending theories, but I don't think it's even needed at this point. We'll do that on the May We Meet Again Yeah. Episode. The one thing I did want to ask, though, is I saw online again on Twitter what would you prefer, this ending or season five being the ending? This one. I wouldn't give up these two seasons for anything. I thought Sanctum was incredible. And season seven, Bardo stuff gave me fucking life. It was so smartly written and all the time dilation stuff. And we wouldn't have had this podcast. Hmm. That's no hope, no Levitt, no Russell, no Josephine. None of that. We wouldn't have, have known anything that happened on the ring with, with Raven and Bellamy and all that, we would have just been left with Clark and Maddie. Oh no, end of season. And just oh, do yeah. better with Monty and, and yeah. It's it's when they, they arrive outside of Sanctum's moon. Yes. And okay. It says end of, end of book one. one. Book yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm thinking Maddie and Clark is the end of season four. That's prime it's five. calling. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I mm. don't know if I'm in the minority, but I loved season six and seven, but there were a lot of cons. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of pros. I loved a lot of it, but if I could have a choice, I would have said ending it there, open-ended with not knowing what was on that planet. The earth is destroyed. That's the end of really the story. Cause it was about the hundred going to the Earth's surface. I would have been fine with it ending. Mm-mm. Yeah. I just, I think it's Monday morning quarterbacking, but I just think that I would miss the fact that we don't have hope. Levitt, yeah. Josephine, all of them. But I do think in general, that season five ending would have been, better maybe but i also think that we would have been very upset because we would definitely want more Mm -hmm. i'm always saying i want more i would sit and watch seasons on seasons of these characters just eating dinner at a table and barely speaking (laughs) i'm like give me more i'm never gonna choose less especially after having it after having these two seasons it's impossible to say you would want it to end at five i still loved it and it's just by such a small margin but i don't know if you're giving me the choice yeah i i agree season six great season seven everything besides bellamy is great i just I don't really like the transcendence, the spiritual as- aspect of it. I think they pulled that out of their ass. Took away from a lot of the early seasons mattering. Yeah, really. but otherwise, yeah, I love these last two seasons. Kyle, what are you thinking? I mean, I would agree with Luke that it's kind of on a knife's edge for me. Um, I really like the concept of the series ending with Monty and Harper finding them a new place to live and the final message being like, do better. Yeah. Agreed. And, you know, all of our people are here. Uh, but at the same time, I agree with everything we got introduced to in season six and seven character wise. It's tough to give that up. Mm-hmm. So I'm all here for it. And plus, I mean, this ending with them on the beach, like I said, just make me made me feel so good inside that I'm good with this episode. I mean, I'm good rather with this ending as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess I would say season seven ending. Okay. I like season seven ending. And yeah, I'm just going to say the same stuff at this point. I couldn't imagine the hundred without having gabriel as a character at all right having hope as a character at all dioza was in five right yeah, yeah dioza, but dioza, dioza coming back dioza, and being an amazing character yeah dioza becoming echo becoming an amazing dioza character. was an amazing character yes. season five Amori, by the way we would have gotten Jordan regardless <laughs> for a scene or two honestly but, yeah i think i would go as far as to say the last two seasons the main characters may not have been as strong but there was so much happening outside of their their stories that I just loved. And yeah, season six and seven were were still really good. I don't think either of them was the worst season of this show. No. I think that's still season one. So we're going to talk about these kind of things yeah. on our next episode. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just want to 
debate one thing with you that you said. You said maybe the main characters. I thought Bellamy and Clark were excellent in season six. I mean, Clark and Josephine right, is right. truly right. fantastic 100%. stuff, and Bellamy was strong in six as well. So I, I think six. I think seven. It couldn't have ended on six, is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. It would have had to be either five or seven. Definitely. But I like seven. I would also yeah. say I think the question was what ending do you like better and. I actually like this ending better than what ending on season five would have left us. With. Okay. Yeah. I mean, again, too, it's tough because we definitely would have been, we want more, we want more, mm-hmm. we want more. If that five, I mean, we, when we found out that there's more planets, we we're like, this could go on for 12 seasons and we're going to love it. You know? Yeah, that's we true. We're okay with that. You know, Well, when it said end of book one, I yeah. started thinking we might get 15 fucking seasons yeah. of the show. Yeah. If we're going to get five per book. book. All right. Hit the bank. He'll marry Luke. Cause you came up with it. It's a good one. All right. So for our last and final Bang, Kill, Mary, we're going to do something a little special here. We're going to expand the options from three choices to every human that's alive on Earth at the end. But the, the caveat is, so you're going to have to bang, uh, you bang kill one, the rest. kill one, marry no, no, one. Just bang, no, kill, no, no, no. Marry one. Just, you're doing one of each, but it's a hypothetical scenario. If you were dropped into the situation <laughs> and you refuse transcendence and you have to live with the consequences of, like if you bang... You know, uh, Amori, Amori, Murphy's Murphy, good. yeah, you better be killing Murphy <laughs> oh, or you're dead. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool, actually. So, I want Ooh. you to, if you need the names, here are our choices again. We have Clark, Raven, Murphy, and Amori, Jordan, and Hope, Nyla, Miller, and Jackson, Gaia, Indra, Levitt, Octavia, and Echo. So, you're telling me I'm so gonna have interested. to live with the consequences of killing one of them? Yeah, that yes. one's the toughest one. That's but tough, dude. I can go, I could start. I'm gonna kill. Nyla, which I think is might be the choice that everyone may pick because it seems like the least consequences. I love you, Nyla, so much, but this is a fucking squad. If you kill, think of killing any of these people and they're you're gonna get murdered right back. I am going to bang Murphy. Whoa, oh man, Amori's gonna kick. Your I ass. know, but we just won't tell anybody. <laughs> it's sneaky bangs, <laughs> but bangs. but I bang him first and then after that. I marry Clark because Clark's. Not, I'm not cheating on Clark with. Okay, with, so you want to make sure that. <laughs> yeah, right. just state that. Um, I kill Nyla right away. It's because when I got transcended down, I landed on her, and that's how she died. <laughs> okay, so yeah. it wasn't my fault. Oh, <laughs> that's great. You're killing the competition for uh, marrying Clark too. So say, so say the final choice again. You're killing Nyla. I'm killing Nyla, banging Murphy, marrying Clark, and I just want to say that Clia is canon now. Because we kind of been preaching Clyde that. Is so Clyde okay. is canon. Anyway, but I anyway, can go yeah. second because I know you guys have had the less, least amount of time to think about this. Okay. So I am also going to marry Clark. And my reasoning being, I said this, I think, pre-podcast. And I also said it, I think, er- a little bit earlier. If you're her person, I, I would feel the safest ever. Yeah. And also Clark is beautiful. I love her. I think oh, she's a gorgeous. badass. I would love to marry Clark. She's the answer. Okay. I'm banging Raven because she was... A sp- a smidge under Clark for marrying because she's also amazing. And I'm killing Echo because there's not a lot of good options here. Nyla's a good answer, but I don't know. Echo, I feel like, causes drama. She's moody all the time. Hope would be kicking your ass, baby. (laughs) Get beat up by Hope. You kill Echo. So That's my answer. All right, I'll go. I'm going (laughs) to... I'm giddy. I love this. I'm going to marry Raven. So Raven's my girl. There's no consequences. No no one would be be pissed at me for that. I'm going to bang Clark. So I'm going to just do the reverse of you, Luke. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, her and Isla haven't really been a thing. Clia, you know, I like that. But, you know, I don't think 
I don't think it'll be a big deal. I'm just going to do it on the down low, like you said, Kathleen. (laughs) And I'm actually, the reason why I'm going to bang Clark and know that it won't be an issue is because I'm going to be training with Guy. We're going to be training hard. Like, we're going to be going back and forth. And all of a sudden, we're just going to go, boom, boom, boom. And then I accidentally slice her. You get a hit in on on It wasn't on purpose. We're training hard. We're training hard. And And I kill her. Say it one more They're fucking time. Hard. Gaia, Gaia. Everyone, please forgive him. They were training hard. Yeah, we're training hard. And I kill you. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's some echo level apology right there. I wasn't myself. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. Kyle, what do you got? So I'm going to follow in my boy Jimmy's footsteps and definitely marry Raven. Octavia is my OG girl, but she has Levitt and I don't want to stand in, in Jason's way of his love. Uh, because we're talking consequences here, which is a big part of this season. I am going to bang Indra, sneaky bang Indra in the woods. Get out. (laughs) That's an amazing answer. Because Indra deserves some love. (laughs) And uh, lay it down good on her. Yeah, bro. (laughs) Kaya's all about the pillow talk, and Indra definitely has good pillow talk. We'll we'll sneaky bang in the woods while she's training me to kill Echo. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Wow. Oh, we're really? killing Echo. We'll tag team her. I loved I, Echo. Honestly, I was really debating killing Picasso. Oh my god. Get out of here. You man. killing Picasso the- because he's in his old age and you have to put him down because he's getting sad. Because it's a, it's a dog and I didn't want to kill a person and then create the whole conflict of I, I killed Echo now Hope wants to kill me or I killed Jordan and now Hope wants to kill me or I kill Octavia you know what I mean with a situation of why you killed kill Echo you. like I need the, I now I need the background on how you killed Echo you're Jimmy training, training hard, hard yeah. well I mean, yeah Indra is training Indra is training me and Levitt because Levitt wants to spar with Octavia in their spare time, you know, because he wants to show her that he can fuck around too. Uh, And in this time, Levitt starts describing the whole process of Echo going crazy. And I'm thinking, whoa, we can't trust this chick. Like, honestly, you guys love her and you guys have been with her, but I guess I happen to be the one to make this difficult choice to get her the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, I'll pull that Clark shit. I'll fucking bear it on my soul to get Echo out of here. And there you what? go. And then me and Indra, you know, start talking tactics. We get into it. She's like, I don't know about this. And, and then like, you end up banging again. Yeah. Then I touch her face real gently. And she's like, wow. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, good, Kyle. <laughs> All right. Take us home, B-Toms. Okay. So my bang is going to be Clark. She's protagonist. She's just, she's the head honcho. I, I'd throw her a bang. <laughs> Raven. She'd throw you a you bang. You should be so lucky. <laughs> yeah, bro. Why, why, are you like, why are you just like tossing them aside like that? It's not important to you. I mean, like. Clark's Clark, man. And that didn't answer your question, but it didn't at all. <laughs> we're moving Nine on to the second. Mary, who's gonna be Raven, obviously. Yeah. Damn, she's we should have t- take so, out Clark and Raven. It's so obvious. She's so unbelievably smart and just she's Raven. We love her, moral compass, all that. Although now that they're safe, probably everyone has a fine moral compass. Yeah. True. No I'm surprised Not nobody's bang or married Octavia. That's insane to me. Well, I don't want to mess with Levitt, dude. Yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. the Levitt's that, the, the thing. We love Clark Levitt. Don't have Respect. any strings attached. Yeah. So. See another. An, yeah. Say who you're killing first. I'm killing Indra, and oh. this is because I'm not doing any of this slippy bullshit training <laughs> accident. I would be like, Indra. Think about when Indra met everybody else in season one or two. She was an adult, older, significantly older than everybody else. They were kids and she was an adult. She is just age group. She 
is older than them. She'll die, die first, first anyway. Yeah. She's going to die first anyway. And also, I think she is the most... She would want to die in this scenario if some random ass kid came dropping down from the sky. I have to bang, marry, and kill one of you, or else she would eat that bullet. Yep. She, for the same Good reasons answer. I'm saying, she is kind of the oldest. And she just said, unfortunately, she said in this episode, Nobody gets to decide the when. This is a good how. Yeah. That would probably not be a good how for her. Yeah. Some dude drops well, from the sky and pops. Like we thought her. we were safe, See, but Brian came down and had to bang him. That's marry it. One of like us. she would eat that bullet for any of the people there, and it would have the added logic of she's kind of older than them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and that makes sense. Brian comes down. He's a phenomenal warrior. He's trained hard in in his years. So he comes down. He says, "I'm banging you. I'm killing Gaia." And Indra says, no, not doing it. I'm standing in between that. Yeah, that would have been a good way to st- and end then up killing you kill Indra. Indra. You, you fake trying to go for Gaia, <laughs> but you know she'll sacrifice that's herself. The it's all the, the long con from Brian. All right, so that's the episode. And that's not technically all of our thoughts. So we're going to come back and do another bonus episode, basically where we shoot the shit. We talk about other theories, things we would have liked, things we liked again about the entire series. We'll do a little trivia, maybe. We'll make it fun. It'll be it'll be cool. We are not going to be continuing to cover The 100 because it's over, guys. That's it. There might be a prequel. We would love to cover it. If there is, that's amazing. We're hoping for it. Fingers crossed. But may I just say that this is the show that brought Bingetown TV together and the first show that we covered live week to week. So it's always going to hold a special place in our hearts, I think. And that's awesome. And I just want to thank everybody that's listening now. Like You guys made this amazing for us covering the 100. The support is so appreciated. We got some irons in the fire over here at Bingetown TV. So keep an eye out because we're going to have some awesome content coming out over the next months, including our ongoing coverage of Amazon's The Boys and Netflix's Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor is coming out soon. Hashtag spooky season. As always, if you like what you heard, give Bingetown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our show on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. Once again, we are Bingetown TV. And thanks for listening. <laughs> May we, we love you guys. Love yeah. you. May, we meet again. May we meet again. May we meet again. You can't play. Stay all on.